Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. I'm Mark Francis and in the host seat once again today. We have been in the middle of our Building Bridges focus as a church, and um, it's been neat to hear stories and testimonies of what God has been doing already through prayer and through just thinking through who are we praying for that are people that don't know Christ. I have a, a couple different people here who we're going to chat with who have a heart for others and have a lot of experience in building bridges themselves, whether it's here in this town, but also around the world in other cultures. So we might be able to learn from you guys. So I'm going to go all the way across the way over here. This is our global missions pastor and wife, Scott and Annette McManigal. Yep. How are you guys? Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being here because like, yeah, I know we can learn a lot from you guys, but before we... Um, hear from you. I'm also introduce Martha Beitzel. How are you? Doing good. Good. Yeah. So Martha, you've been on our podcast before, and um, you were also recently on a podcast in the Global Missions um, variety um, yep. several months ago. So we're going to touch on that a little bit as well. But I'm going to turn to you guys first, McManigals. Just for people that don't know who you are, <laughs> give us a little bit of a background of who you guys are and where you've come from. Well, we were uh, missionaries with New Tribes Mission back then. Now it's Ethnos 360. That's who Martha is with. Um, we spent almost 18 years on the field of Thailand, and uh, we were cross-cultural church planters, and we worked with the Northern Po Karen tribe um, and learned their language and culture and taught God's Word progressively, foundationally, until we got believers, and then raised up a church and continued to disciple till we had leaders and through process of, you know, training and discipleship, um, just the church grew to the place where they no longer needed us. And mm. we began our process of leaving the church on its own in 2002. Uh, we moved to the city. I became the field chairman for our field and functioned in that role for four years. And and during those four years, I began as my dad, who was the missions director here at FBC at the time, hmm. uh, as he would make trips to China and Nepal and um, India, places like that in Asia, uh, they would often invite me to join them from Thailand. And so began to do that and, and just reached a place where um, they just felt that we could be a help to the missions program here. And so they began to talk to us about leaving the field, moving back, and working full-time hmm. in the missions ministry here, and God brought us to that point in 2006. Okay, and 2006. Been here ever since then. Yep. You and your family yep. moved here. Yep. Been here ever since. That's, that seems like it was just yesterday. <laughs> I know. I was but just no? saying, you know, we've almost been here as long as we were in Thailand. Wow. Yeah. 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 Probably doesn't feel like that, right? No. Yeah, it's flown by. Yeah. Yeah. Although so, that life seemed like like another lifetime ago also, yeah, like at the does. same time. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have a different life where your kids have grown up and you have family and grandkids yep. and yeah. kids around the world also. So tell us right. about the rest of your family. I don't know, Annette, you want to yeah. jump in with that. Yeah, so we have uh, four children. Our, our oldest and our third son both live here in Virginia. And our second son, Joel, and his wife, Rachel, live in Thailand. They went back as missionaries in 2021. Mm -hmm. And we also have a daughter, and she is also in Thailand right mm -hmm. now. So we've got 
family both close and far. Yeah. <laughs> really far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love how, like, you you have both perspectives here of living in what you call the mission field, which is really anywhere in the world, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but then also here in town. So we're going to touch on that a little bit. Martha, give us a little bit of your background and what led you to maybe Ethnos 360, which yeah. is what Scott was referring to, yes. New Tribes. Yeah. yeah, so I grew up here at the church, um, so kind of was here before you guys yeah, right. <laughs> from birth. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I grew up at the church and just through lots of different circumstances, a lot through the church and a lot through these guys who have that background with missions, the Lord called me to be one who would go mm. as well. So, um, yeah, when I was high schoolish, kind of got in touch with these guys saying, hey, I think God wants me to do what you guys did. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and through that whole journey, it's kind of been a long process, but God really mm. led me to the same place of saying, yeah, this mm. makes sense to continue um, down the same road that I've seen modeled um, and mm-hmm. going going out to the world as well. So I'm headed to the Philippines wow. a little bit yeah. nearby where you guys were, yeah. a little bit farther east. Um, but that's that's where I'm headed. That's cool. And so I will refer people to go back and listen to Scott's conversation with Martha from mm-hmm. last summer where you gave a lot more detail of what led you to this path. And then you were going back <clears throat> to school and here you are again. So we'll, yep. we'll touch on that a little bit, but go back and listen to that podcast to get kind of the full perspective mm-hmm. here. But what you shared, Martha, is that you, you kind of, God led you to this point. Mm-hmm. Scott, you've shared that a lot, how God just leads you and guides you. Yep. And and so talk us through kind of the progression of like, what does it look like to be a missionary? <laughs> you know, and, and how does God lead somebody down that path? I mean, I think the traditional model of a missionary is not what we really look to here at FBC. Walk us through kind of that heart perspective of, of how you view missions. Yeah, and so I, I, this is God's work. You know, the, the work of redemption, salvation, which is, you know, the goal and the purpose of missionary work. It's, this has been the center of God's plans and purposes for the world from before the foundations of the earth. And it's been he who has been, you know, orchestrating and facilitating and carrying it out and sent mm-hmm. his son to fulfill that eternal plan and raise up the church. And, and you know, and then the, then the Holy Spirit, you know, we get saved, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and he gifts us with, you know, different spiritual gifts and, and calls us to, you know, where he wants us, where he wants to use us, how he wants to use us. Mm. Um, and and so for us, you know, it, it was clearly God that led us in the missions. It was, mm. I was a, a senior in high school, attending Reston Bible Church, mm. and Tim Sanford's father was a representative with New Tribes Mission, mm. and he came and spoke at our missions conference. And it was the first time I'd heard about these tribal people that have their own language and culture and unless somebody goes and learns their language and gives them the gospel they'll never hear it mm. well it was like it, it was like god was just squeezing my heart mm. like, like that's what i had to do mm. and before that i didn't know anything about missions i i didn't know anything about missionaries i i had no clue of the need i i couldn't i couldn't have wanted to be a missionary mm. like i i just didn't know it, it wasn't on my radar at all and so it was clearly God, you know, it, it, for whatever reason, 
it, we were ones among many that God wanted to use, you know, in that role. It, mm-hmm. And again, it's His work. Mm-hmm. And so, as we're as we're going through the process of the training with new tribes, and we knew at that time new tribes worked in 34 different countries, and then there's you know many different tribal groups in each country. And so we just began to pray, you know, even early on. God, we don't know where we're going. We don't know who we're going to work with or who, you know, we're going to reach, but we know you know. And we pray that even now you'd be preparing them for us and us for them. And and it was, you know, we don't have enough time here, but just to to finally end up in Thailand with the Northern Po Karen and in that specific village where there were five households who were at the place we want to leave the spirit worship. Hmm. We want to leave animism. We want to become Christians. <laughs> it was like it gives you goosebumps, you know, yeah. just to God placing you in that exactly. moment, in that time yeah. and place. It's His work. Yeah, yeah. for and, those people to receive yeah. Christ. Yeah, because of just God working through you yeah. to get there in that time. That's yeah, yeah. that's God, awesome. God clearly answered that prayer for mm. us. Yeah. But I'll touch on that because you said you prayed for a long time. Like, right. You know. And you're praying for the people that you didn't even know, right, right? Right. What? How did you see God prompting you guys through your prayer life, yeah. leading into that spot? Well, you know, also we we weren't going there just to convert people, right? Hmm. We were going there to plant a church, and that was our that was our goal. And so we knew we were going to be moving into a place where we we didn't know the language, we didn't know the culture. And so, you know, first we spent a little over a year learning Thai in Bangkok, and then we moved up to begin the process all over again with the tribal language, and which in many ways was, it took longer and it was more difficult because we weren't plugged into a language school. It was just doing life with the villagers. But, but in the course of that four or five years that we were studying the language and the culture in preparation to begin teaching, we were also building rapport and relationship mm. and building trust because we we're outsiders. Mm-hmm. You know, we're mm-hmm. the, you know, the Karen live in the mountains and nobody comes up to them for their good. It's always for, you know, to make money <laughs> or because you're a government official or to <laughs> take advantage of them or, <laughs> and so, you know, they viewed us in the same way. And so it took a long time to build trust and rapport and, but that had to be in place for them to be willing to listen to the message. Yeah, it's that idea of building bridges. Right. right. So Martha, you're sitting here listening <clears throat> to all of them and you you can almost rewind their lives yeah. however many years ago <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you're in the spot now. Yeah. How do you how have you guys connected mm-hmm. to kind of lead you to where you are yeah. just kind of listening from Scott and Annette? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, like that first time when I said, hey, I want to be a missionary, please help. (laughs) That was kind of the first connection point. But um, just going off of that, I feel like we've I've learned a lot from these guys, their story and just hearing like, what was that like? What were the struggles there? Is this possible? Is this something that people do? You know, why would you do that? Um, but getting to see kind of the fruit of that story Mm -hmm. and knowing that you guys still have those strong relationships with folks Mm -hmm. that you were praying for before you met them, knowing that I'm in that place right now, I'm praying for people I haven't met Mm -hmm. saying like, I'm trusting the Lord to see where this is going to go. And, and knowing that he's, he's got some end goal in mind with people that I've Mm -hmm. never met, Mm -hmm. but it gives it a little bit more of a picture to Mm -hmm. say, okay. 
this is this is where we're headed. This is what the Lord has for us yeah. looking ahead. What are some of the things that you've been sharing with Martha? Like what what are the what are the stories? What are the pitfalls? <laughs> what are the opportunities? You know, how do you, how yeah. would you explain that? I mean, you know, Martha is great at asking good questions yeah. and um, you know, what was it like and um how did you deal with culture shock and different things like that? You know, you're able to say, yeah, there, there's some really difficult times and there's times you feel like leaving. Mm-hmm. And just to remind yourself that God, God brought me here and just because it's hard isn't my open door to leave. Mm-hmm. It's when God says, okay, your time here is over and now it's time to leave is when it's time to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's very easy to say, well, it's really hard. So I think, I think God doesn't want me here anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to convince yourself of that. Um, and so, um, I don't know, there's probably other things that we talked about, but to me, that's a major one culture mm-hmm. shock and feeling like leaving <clears throat> and feeling lonely and, and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And still leaning on the Lord, right. you know, with, with <laughs> yes. constant prayer before you go, then when you are there and just leading him, okay, because mm-hmm. God led you to say, okay, we're done here. <laughs> there's, there's, a, right. there's a point where, like, you had that vision in mind of not just converting people, mm-hmm. but building a church. That's, yep. that's a different perspective, I, yep. I feel like. Mm-hmm. And a typical missionary is going to get notches in their belt mm-hmm. and convert people and mm-hmm. then probably leave. Right. Yeah. There, there's not the yeah. discipleship component, yeah. um, you know, and so when, when people are watching and listening to us right now, they're probably thinking, well, I'm not getting that tug in my heart mm-hmm. to go yeah. somewhere overseas. You know, right. this is very personal, individual to you guys, because, yep. you know, God led you to that spot. That's right. But for many of us who yeah. are still here in Winchester, we're, we're still called to be a missionary. Right. So what are the similarities that you guys see of how you build bridges in, in any culture, I mean, you probably have some major cultural barriers to get through. I get yeah. that. And Martha, you're preparing for that now. <laughs> I'm getting ready. Embrace but myself. what do you see? How can you encourage our body today yeah. who are not getting that tug? What what kind of little swift kick in the butt can, can we get? Because we are just fat, yeah. dumb, and happy and not mm-hmm. feeling that, that passion, I feel like, to yeah. go out and make disciples of all people. And yeah. the people are here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we often tell people missions is is not a geographical location; it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. And and um, and I, you know, I was thinking about this earlier uh, because because we were moving to a foreign country, you know, for the purpose of being missionaries. Like that really helped establish the mindset, mm-hmm. you know, of you know why we were going where we were going we're in and then to arrive there and you're in this different culture everywhere you go you're different from everybody else everybody wants to know why you're there mm-hmm. you know yeah i don't get anybody yeah. asking me that in winchester <laughs> why are you here yeah <laughs> and uh right. but there you're a foreigner and you stand out and and so it 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 even though there's differences like that just because of the you know the the, the cultural and the geographical location I think the principles are the same. Um, and I think, you know, first and foremost is just the building relationship and building rapport. Mm-hmm. And for us, you know, the Karen, they're, they're a poor people group, uh, very needy, a lot of poor health and hygiene. And, and so in Thailand, you're able to, you know, you were able to buy meds over the counter, I mean, anything. Mm. And when we first moved into our village, there were days 
you know, the, the hospital was a two-hour trip from one way from our village. <laughs> there were days I, I was making three, four, five trips running people to the hospital. Wow. I, nobody had vehicles at that time. Anybody that was sick, we did. They would come to us, and we're trying to build a relationship and <laughs> rapport, and I didn't want to tell anybody no. And so for headaches and for very simple things, I was running. Well, very quickly, we started just we'd go to Chiang Mai, load up on all the different kinds of meds and try and prevent a lot of those trips. You're like the local ambulance. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Then we became the local Pharmacy. dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> sure. To, to try and prevent those trips. Yeah. But, you know, looking back through the years, during that whole time we were learning language and culture, God was using that stuff to build trust and to build rapport and build relationship. Uh, so then when it came time to begin teaching, people knew us and they trusted mm -hmm. us and, you know, they were willing to come and listen. Mm -hmm. And uh, Net delivered babies, got into delivering babies. And, I mean, <laughs> we, we started um, different uh, community development projects just that were geared towards, you know, helping with the health and malnutrition and the poor farming techniques that they were following mm -hmm. they followed a slash and burn farming which is just devastating on the land and mm -hmm. and so yeah just anything we could do yeah, to help them and better their lives to build rapport and relationship all for the purpose <laughs> yes. of yep pointing them to christ exactly and showing them who god yep. is and so earning the right to yes. lead them to christ and yep. i think that's the key difference that yep. i i feel here in our culture we're living lives we might be helping people we might be doing jobs or working at a certain career path or just helping a neighbor here and there but are we doing it mm -hmm. with the purpose mm -hmm. and intentionality of eventually saying when's that moment where i can point them to christ yeah. i think that to me i'm i'm speaking to myself here because that's my difference <laughs> i feel right. like is just a, a missionary yes you're going with the purpose you have that title right. that self-proclaimed title and yeah. you go to a certain location and that's it it's almost well, easier yeah <laughs> because you're because you, cause you kind of they're thinking this is my job yeah yeah anything i'm doing is for that purpose mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah. how can we kind of develop that rapport with that Heart. And I know, Martha, in the other podcast, you elaborate, to, you touched on this, but elaborate a little bit more about the training that you go through yeah. to where they really work with you to teach you into that, to get the mentality of building rapport yeah, for that so purpose. Yeah, so that's pretty fresh for me. I just yep. graduated mm -hmm. December, so, you know, still coming into my mind quite a lot, some of those lessons I learned of just how to do that. Really, I think that a lot of missionary training is just how to care for people genuinely. Hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing that I have learned, honestly, on how to be a missionary, which we all are, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is just the listening skills. Hmm. How to hmm. genuinely take time and say, okay, somebody's talking to me. They're sharing their heart. How do I pause my inner monologue that's waiting for the next thing for me to say? for long enough to actually hear them. Hmm. And then how do I ask questions that are genuinely trying to understand rather than, okay, let me let me see if I can point out a hole in your thought here. Mm -hmm. And like you were mm -hmm. saying, that that is a holding place, a time to prepare. That way when the time is right, yep. they're gonna genuinely want to hear from you as well. 
people can tell, you know, when you're Mm -hmm. just kind of having a conversation because you think they're wrong or you're like, okay, let's, let's kind of debate here. Mm -hmm. You know, some people like that, but I think a lot of people just want to be heard Hmm. and and they're waiting for that time to say, oh, wow, this person actually cares, wants to know. And then that whole time, the Lord's helping you to understand where they're hurting and where they need the gospel. That Mm -hmm. way, when that time is there, you can be laser focus so they give you curriculums where they make you (laughs) be a better listener you know like not really just a lot of practice (laughs) so like as a missionary you know there's a lot of planning and a lot of Mm -hmm. strategy that's that goes into you know moving to a place and and learning the language and Mm -hmm. culture and then you know building relationships and beginning to teach and plant the church and disciple and translate and Mm -hmm. all those things but we can't like the, the, the circumstances of life, you know, that come into people's lives, you know, when they get sick, when they have this need, when they have that need, uh, we weren't able to plan any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that was all orchestrated by God in their lives, making them needy at a, at a time when mm-hmm. they needed us mm-hmm. and needed our help. And, you know, we were there and, 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 and because we were there for that purpose, we were very desirous of helping them. And I think, you know, I think that's something that would definitely apply here is just mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that we as, as a body, we as, you know, individuals, we're looking, we're looking to God to orchestrate the circumstances and create need mm-hmm. in people's lives that he wants to use us, you know, in their lives, whether it's our family, whether it's neighbors, coworkers, mm-hmm. you know, people we go to school with, um, that it's it's only God can do that work mm-hmm. of creating that need that in which they need our involvement they need our help that I think would help mm-hmm. you know build those relationships and give us those opportunities mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm kind of stealing this idea from Scott because I I sit in on a lot of his teaching so <laughs> um, <clears throat> but even Jesus he said um, those that you have given me so those that god has given him to minister to are the ones that he's going to minister to Mm -hmm. and it's the same for us you know it may not be our timing because it's in the middle of the night and i don't feel like it or it may not be the person the co-worker that we necessarily like but we see him in need or whatever and sometimes god actually gives us people Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be them actually asking for something or whether we observe that they need something and to reach out in a in a practical way first is always an open door for a relationship to start and for the gospel to be given in any situation mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. how do you feel this is maybe a I don't know easier tough question but how do you is it easier or harder <laughs> <laughs> to be in Thailand or to be in Winchester to do the same task because you, you're saying now it's almost you've been almost in Thailand the same amount of time yeah. as you've been here in Winchester and yeah. and so how have you taken what you did over there and applied it here and what are this is it yeah. easier I mean I got to find American culture it's tough to break down barriers mm-hmm. to where you have these conversations yeah. so for me personally it's harder here because I'm I'm supposed to to fit in and go along with the status quo and I'm mm-hmm. supposed to um I don't know I whereas over there in Thailand I mean I look different I'm there for some reason and so people 
question more, you know, what are you mm. doing here? And if they see, well, that family is obviously not just tourists, you know, mm. there's a difference. Um, and so, I don't know, for some reason, for me, it's easier. Plus, it's your full-time job. Mm. And so here, uh, it, it took me a while to, um, you know, in a grocery store or somewhere to, I don't know, just just even say a really kind word or let somebody go in front of you hoping that that was a door to, I don't know, just uh, reflect Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find it harder here to go farther than just a, a very um, quick yeah, how you doing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's maybe what I'm saying is that it, with, mm-hmm. you have to really have that intentionality. Right. And yeah. kind of that's what God is teaching me right now. I have mm-hmm. tons of relationships with people, mm-hmm. and we all get along. Mm-hmm. And, but what am I doing besides the fact they know that I go to church and work at a church? What am I doing to right. really steer a conversation in a way that yeah. will make them question, okay, where, where, where do I stand with God? Mm-hmm. Or who is Jesus? Or... What happens when I die? You know, just those yep. simple kind of thoughts. It's, it's not easy, Mm-mm. you know? And so um, I, I got to imagine, like, your training skills and, and kind of your pointing, you know, the, the, the culture shouldn't matter. <laughs> but it, right. it does take an impact mm-hmm. on, like, oh, yeah. what we do. It does. Um, well, and, that, and that's another thing I think even you can be intentionally in it, but it's still hard because of just our culture. And I think, you know, Americans tend to be very private mm. and very busy. Mm-hmm. and which I think makes it difficult to just, you know, have that close, in, you know, interaction that, you know, you're really going to a deeper level in relationship. And I mean, because mm-hmm. it takes time. It takes yeah. time to get to that place. And and so, I, I don't know, I just think sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to find that kind of time mm-hmm. to spend with unbelievers. Mm-hmm. All the more reason to pray yeah. and to seek God's direction <clears throat> yeah. day by day of like, who am I running and who am yeah. I running into and right. having an opportunity to share something about who I am and what I believe in. And it might not be in, in, in an instant, but it's God's leading us in that way mm-hmm. to be intentional and open to the Holy Spirit to be able to be used by him when the time comes because you don't know what god's doing with the work with other people That's in their right. lives and just like god placed you in thailand for five families to be like yeah i want to be christians yeah that could easily happen <laughs> oh, to yeah. us. and, and yeah, so absolutely. here here we are in this building bridges focus where yeah. the emphasis has been on prayer because it's going to be a work of god and we have to have our hearts in a mindset to where yeah. like we're open to listen to yeah. the spirit yeah. <laughs> and then listen to others like yeah. you're saying martha to be able to do that yeah. you know so total one, work like God. One, one thing with all this that i'd really like to challenge our body with is um you know when you when you when you look at the word of god from the fall you know in genesis chapter three all the way through history all the way through the old testament and up to this day and age the only time that anyone ever turns to god is when they're desperate mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we just see that over and over and over and over, and and I and it still holds true today. And and so, you know, oftentimes we look at, you know, as Christians, we look at where our culture is headed. We look at where you know our society is headed. We you watch the news, and you can become infuriated. You you can become very disappointed and depressed. 
But I think we need to look at it as, you know, the worse the the the, um, the worse our society grows, and mm. and 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 and. I just think the more needs it's going to create in people's more opportunities. Lives, yeah, yeah, and I think these. I think we're going to find that these, these are all going to be things that God uses to lead people to become mm-hmm. desperate and rec- begin to recognize their need for Him. Mm-hmm. And and I just think that, like, rather than me watching the news and becoming infuriated at our government, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to look at it and and just. Yeah, that's just where we're headed and just be looking to God Mm -hmm. as, you know, as him using this down the road to, you know, make people desperate and to turn to Christ. And Mm -hmm. because I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's so easy to kind of look at like a tribal situation and say, oh, you know, sacrifices to spirits like, oh, they just need Jesus. But, oh, these people who are, you know, changing tax laws or whatever, you know, they need the the hammer brought down. Yeah, right. Just see like, oh, there's those people that we look at and say, oh, those, those people who just need the love of Christ. It's like we're, we can be blind to our our, neighbor, our our coworker, you know, our family members. Yeah. There's so many. And Mm -hmm. that's like inflation. I mean, we all moan about mm-hmm. inflation. We don't want that. Well, you might have a neighbor next door that, that this, you know, inflation just takes them to the brink of, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden opens a door and they know you're a Christian and you go to church mm-hmm. and, and it causes them to reach out to you. I mean, that, that's how I think yeah. a lot of this mm-hmm. will begin to work. God, just it's cool to see God work in that way. Yeah. And so yeah. for us to be part of it, that's part of his plan, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And so... Scott, you, I know you, you like to talk about the Global Missions Program, um, so share that vision a little bit, but also just looking at Martha here, this is next generation, yeah. and you, you're talking about your son Joel being over in Thailand now, and yeah. just, you know, if somebody is saying, man, God is tugging at my heart even right now in this moment, I, I feel like I am called to go somewhere else. What does that look like for somebody here at FBC? Yeah, um, so... As a church, our missions program used to be uh, what we would call a typical missions program where we're just interviewing parachurch organizations and missionaries from outside, from anywhere and everywhere, who say they're being called to a certain ministry. And then the missions committee would pray and decide whether God's leading them to support them or not. In the mid-90s, God moved our, our missions program focus from that type of typical missions program where we're, where others are carrying out missions for us to where we're carrying it out ourselves and 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 then through the years it just evolved and grew more into that to where today we're we're, we're functioning more like a missions organization ourselves than we are a, a typical mm-hmm. american church when it comes to missions and and i know the elders they don't want us to go back to mm-hmm. that old type of program where we're you know, supporting missionaries instead of working directly with the mm-hmm. national church and pastors of already existing churches. But at the same time, through the exposure uh, that our own people get to the field, we, you know, youth teams take mm-hmm. short-term trips uh, different places. Every other year we have our Global Church Focus Week and mm-hmm. we bring in many of the pastors and church leaders that we work with around the world and they stay in people's homes and, mm-hmm. 
hear, you know, people hear stories and become impacted through that exposure, God, you know, God, just like God has clearly um, called Martha to be one that goes and as a cross-cultural church planting missionary, um, we know God's going to, you know, raise up other people too from, from mm. our own body. Mm-hmm. And so first and foremost, you know, we want it, you know, we, we want to make sure that it's God who's genuinely calling them and not, um, cause sometimes, you know, people hear glowing stories, exotic stories of things and, Oh, I would love to do that, you know? And <laughs> well, it might not necessarily be God that's leading them to do that. Um, but for Martha, you know, it began when she was in like third grade mm-hmm. uh, in the missions room at VBS. And God has just continued to grow that desire and passion in her heart through the years. And so by the time we started talking with her as a high schooler and, and then even after, like it just became clearer and clearer and clearer. You know, this was truly of the Lord. And 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 so and the same thing happened with our son and and rate and his wife Rachel um, and so you know so then we as a missions committee you know we have to look at the way that God has led us to work and that has been to carry out our own involvement and now we see him raising up our own to be sent out uh, to locations um, where you know either we've worked in the past or we are currently working mm-hmm. or where we're not working yet mm-hmm. like in the <laughs> Philippines and we just, you know, we have to see that as God expanding our work, expanding, you know, us as a church, Fellowship Bible Church, expanding uh, the depth and the ability to, you know, work around the world and what he's, you know, where he's leading us to be involved and who he's mm-hmm. leading us to be involved with. Because the reality is, is for, you know, Joel and Rachel to be on site with the church, for Martha to be on site with the church, with a people group is going to provide a much a much greater level of consistency and frequency in terms of her ability to teach and disciple and you know be a part of raising up a church than you know we're even able to make here and now in our missions program you know I just got back from Kenya and you know we go to a place and we're there a week we come back and you know, depending on where we're at in the process of equipping and training and discipling those people, we might not see them again for six months or a year or hmm. whereas them being on site, you know, they're being placed in a place where, you know, just the teaching and discipleship and the progress can will be much more consistent. And mm-hmm. It's funny because you so mentioned... So it's an addition to yeah, what we're it, doing. You, you, you keep going back to us. Again, it's not about just going to convert people it's right building relationships it's yep. building churches right for them to do the work in ministry and so we're partnering with churches yep. and i love the the idea that it, it is truly a partnership because we're not supporting yep. quote-unquote missionaries yeah we are supporting i call it global church partners and yep. so to have our church have a mentality of like Oh, the missionaries are coming to town for Global Church Week. Right. No, it's our global church partners. Like they are, they're planted. They live there. They're locals. You know, it's like yeah. it, it, some some might be Joel or Martha that are planted out there, but yeah. for the wider part of it, it's true church building yeah. instead of just convert making. Yeah, and, right. And so, 
Um, I know that's part of your training also, Martha, and that's your heart, but why aren't you out there now? So, <laughs> so you, know, you, you went through the training, you're back in town. What are you looking to do next yeah. to then get to that spot where you are going? You kind of already had a vision. So paint the picture of when you last had that podcast mm -hmm. with Scott. Where are you now and what are we looking forward to? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it is just it is a different a different beast to be somebody going from one culture to another. Mm -hmm. So that is a barrier for somebody like me who, okay, this isn't just something I can knock on the neighbor's door. This is something I have to be ready for. Um, and in in every way, you know, I need to not not be a burden on the people I'm going to. You know, Paul says that he doesn't want to ask people to pay to receive the gospel. Mm. So that's a big part of it is just mm. saying, okay, I come from a place that's very affluent that is able to help me to not be a burden on people financially in mm. one way. Another way is just spiritually, emotionally. Um, I'm going to a place where I don't really know a whole lot of people. And so to know that there's people back home who are saying, this is something we believe in. This is something we've, we know that you've been called to. Like Annette was saying, that helps to keep you there, mm -hmm. to not just say, okay, it's hard, mm -hmm. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. You know, there's gonna be people mm -hmm. back home who are gonna hold me accountable, mm -hmm. say, we're in this together, we mm -hmm. wanna do this. So a lot of my job right now is to be plugged in here, to meet with people and say, hey, this is what God's asking me to do. Do you wanna be part of it with me? Like, do you agree that this is where we're headed together? Um, and whatever that looks like that the Holy Spirit then stirs up in them, mm -hmm. um, which is really a big prayer of mine right now that mm -hmm. like, Lord, use me and what you've given me to make other people come to that realization of like, wow, this is a big deal. So even just having this church focus right now is really cool mm. to say like, okay, we're in community. We are doing this as a body. What does that look like locally here? What does that look like around the world? Mm. What does that look like in our own families? Um, so yeah, I'm being prepared still. Mm. It's a yeah. long preparation journey and it's not gonna stop anytime <laughs> soon, I don't so think. So instead of Martha <laughs> speaking for herself of what she needs, help us, Scott or Annette, <laughs> tell our church kind of what is the goal here for the next couple of months for that partnership? Like what can the church be doing to support her? Yeah, and so, you know, like I was explaining uh, a little bit ago that, that truly Martha has been raised up from our midst and truly we as a church are sending her out and so you know what how God uses Martha in the Philippines God's using Fellowship Bible Church mm -hmm. you know because if it wasn't for Fellowship Bible Church there, there would be no missions program there would have been no missions room in the VBS room mm -hmm. you know there would have been no exposure to to missions I mean God could still you know lay it on your heart and that mm -hmm. kind of thing but there wouldn't be a sending out. There wouldn't, you know, there wouldn't be, a, you know, our, we would have no ability to send Martha mm -hmm. anywhere. And so it truly is, you know, FBC. It's, it's not just, you know, Martha. And so, you know, I, I think it's great that God has provided this number of months that she could be here at FBC speak in community groups, speak in BTC classes, speak to Sunday school classes, meet with people one-on-one, -on -one, do podcasts, you know, just get it out there how, you know, where she's being sent to and how God raised her up and, and, and how we as a church can rally around her and be behind her and be praying for her and supporting her financially, mm -hmm. you know, because 
I mean, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a, you know, financial, you know, sending financial resources, uh, monthly support mm-hmm. so that she can live and, and learn language and culture and then one day translate God's word for a people full time mm-hmm. and, you know, not have to work to provide for herself. And, and so it really is, it really is a, a function of the whole body. It's mm-hmm. not just one individual going out to do her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It really is a body thing. Yeah, and having you guys support and <clears throat> kind of give that voice and that mentorship, discipleship with her mm-hmm. while she's here, I think yep. is going to be valuable too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. tell us just real quick, if people need to get in contact with you or they want you in their community group, share more about who you are and what you're doing, mm-hmm. what, what should people do? Yeah, well, I mean, anybody who is on Facebook, I'm pretty much the only Martha Beitzel out there. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. <laughs> Not a whole lot of us. Um, my, I could, you know, my email address is Martha underscore Beitzel at ntm.org. That's New Tribes Mission. Mm-hmm. Um, or grab me in church sometime. Sure. I'm usually downstairs, so <laughs> come yeah. downstairs and get me. Playing the cello. Yep, playing yes. the cello. <laughs> that's that's how you'll find me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being here. And I really hope that this conversation was encouraging to you guys watching and listening because, again, how can we view our own community as a mission field as opposed to being sent? So you guys are the ones who are living out both or have lived out both. And it's a testament to see how God can work in any culture, in any location. And so we know that he's doing a work here, which is neat. And we've been praying so for so many months and and I feel like it's time to do something now. And we're gonna be turning the page in our focus as well. So this coming week, um, you know, this coming weekend, you're gonna be hearing more about um, the Building Bridges focus and our corporate worship gatherings. Community groups are gonna be studying some of these skills, very similar to what you guys have been sharing, the listening skill or just having food with people. Be on the lookout for those videos out there, and you can go through those discussion guides as a community group or just as a small group. Um, it'll be really neat to see what God does with our church of saying, okay, here's some tools of how God can equip us to be able to impact our community, which sounds like is more challenging <laughs> for Christ. So, um, yeah. yeah. If I could just finish with one one last thing, uh-huh. it's a little different from what you were just saying, but I, I do think it's important for people to understand and know about our you know, our, our missions program, yeah. we, we've, we've had other, um, you know, of our own that God has raised up and put missions on their heart and have been out, you know, involved in missions with various organizations or various places. And God has, God has called us as a church in our missions program, and this directive comes from the elders, mm. to be very specific specifically focused on establishing the church and so you know in the name of missions you name you know you name the occupation you name the ministry and it's being done somewhere around the world in the name of missions well i often say we're we're like kfc we just do chicken you know we don't do hamburgers we don't do subs we don't do pizzas we just focus on the local church and we're not starting orphanages mm-hmm. and we don't do, you know, start hospitals and, you know, all those things. And, and so Martha, you know, as well as Joel and Rachel, um, as God was laying missions on their hearts, they were coming to us and 
placing themselves under the authority of the local church mm-hmm. and under the authority of our missions program and 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 looking to us for direction and you know and 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 looking to God together for God's direction for them and and God has led them to ministries to organizations to ministries to a focus that is in line with what we do as a missions mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. focusing on the local church mm-hmm. planting local churches establishing local churches and so that's you know that's that's why we're we're so behind them and supporting them and sending them out and maybe we haven't been so much with others and so that would you know go back mm-hmm. to your previous point yeah. of if god's laying missions on someone's heart what would they do well it would need to begin communicating with us and we'd want to determine together this is really god's direction and then begin looking at you know how they could head in a direction that's in line with what with what god has called us to as a church yeah and people can reach out to you anytime as well. Yep, absolutely. Right? Whether you're in yep. town or somewhere else <laughs> around right. the world. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're traveling a lot again. So, yep. yeah. So we'll keep you guys in our prayers too yep. Um, yep. for safety. And just there's a lot of things that go on as you guys travel to support the local churches that we're supporting. So. Yep. When this gets released, he and I will be in Thailand. So. There you go. Well, <laughs> I'm glad we're able to record early so you guys can have a good trip. Well, thanks so much for watching and listening, everyone. And, um, you know, again, there's a lot of resources out there um, that we are providing to help with this focus. And um, I just hope and pray that God is leading you down a path where you're having conversations and interactions with people to point them to Christ. So until we do chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day. Mm